0: And they like shrivel up and die. Ants pop under a microscope, but this house was so unbelievably infested with bedbugs that as soon as that 130 degree mark got was achieved, I'm telling you, man, the the walls were just bleh, bleh. the floor was like I I swear it was the dis- most disgusting thing I had ever witnessed, and I'm just talking pop 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 pop.
1: The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters, That are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Fired away. Welcome to the Fighting Freedom Podcast. Got Rob Malone out of California here. Welcome, Rob.
0: Hey, how's it going, Cody?
1: Going awesome. Um, Right before this call, we were both dealing with kids and dogs and quarantine stuff. (laughs)
0: dealing with is definitely the light way to put it but yeah
1: (laughs) Um, welcome to the podcast for those that don't know you yet kind of give us a brief little bio i probably cut in and out of there for those that don't know you yet give us a little brief bio who's who's rob and what's he do
0: oh all right well hey how's it going guys Uh, i'm uh, rob uh 35 in uh, in actually 15 days, man. Uh, You know, I'm just a father of two, got a 12-year-old who's about to be 13 and a a four-and-a-half-year-old who's about to be 11,000 years old because he's insane. Now, he's about to be five. Um,
2: You know, love serving the community, love playing games, and that's
0: basically me in a nutshell, honestly. I'm not that... I'm not that interesting.
2: <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that
1: because you're, you know, you do cooking and I, I follow your little, your cooking lives, which I need to try one of these. And actually let's go and do this right now so we can start the suspense. So we're going to get something from our fridge. We're going to get something from our fridge. that's like totally gross. And we're going to wait till like the end to drink it or eat it or whatever. So Sorry. I haven't got my thing yet. So I'm just going to go venture down into the, wild, the wilderness of where my uh, kid plays. Okay. Grab something. did you did you grab something yet
0: oh I have not I guess we're gonna do this together then
1: I was thinking like a raw egg but I don't I'm not gonna do a raw egg right now that would be yeah, too I gross I,
0: I wouldn't do a raw egg because I always yell at my wife for eating raw cookie dough because it's unsafe and unsanitary and she'd probably be like no you get to eat a raw egg you're gonna eat one. no I'm not
1: I was I want to do this but I really don't want to do this What's I'm. Gonna the do
2: point it
0: I mean, am I am I gonna oh here here's my wife Heather.
2: Hi. What's the point of eating a raw egg?
0: We're doing a
1: funny thing. Oh. Girls people out. Oh, I kinda did this the other day. You'll, you'll probably get it. Um
0: so I've got my pick of Sriracha, Leon Perrin's, Worcestershire.
2: Huh?
0: Um, Cholula Oh god It's just straight Disgusting things I can do Cholula, uh, Cholula might be good Cholula
2: I'm to do it
0: And it's the chili lime Cholula too What
2: Is this you too
0: I forgot a spoon Alright I'm just gonna hot, Waterfall it Oh, let's see how this works.
1: (laughs) So, well, so funny story about what I, so this is what I chose. I got some mayonnaise. So I did deviled eggs yesterday for Easter. And, uh, the recipe was like way too much mayonnaise. I felt like I was like eating mayonnaise the whole time. It was so gross. Um, but, uh, Anyway, so I got my mayonnaise here. So I'm going to hold it. What do you got?
0: I have my Cholula chili okay. lime hot sauce.
1: All right. Um, cool. So we'll hold on to that. We got a few people watching right now on Facebook Live. I, I just pulled up the thing. Um, oh, you're good. You got your four-year-old.
2: It's mine and yours. It's,
0: it's, it's yours and your brother's trophy. You can go share the trophy. Good job, you would be a winner. Close the door.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, which is okay, because like
2: this is all the, the hair I have everything. left. They're all-, all the hair, dude. That's way more than I have me. left. Everything. Everything else is just. It's way way more than I got. Okay, so what?
1: You start out, Cal. You live in California now. Did you start out California. Like, how? How did? Uh, how did you get there?
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm born and raised in in um, in Northern California, uh, specifically the Bay Area. Uh, most people are like, "Oh, Bay Area, San Francisco." Well, actually, no. I'm about 45 minutes south of uh, south of San Francisco, um, where I'm in San Jose, Saratoga. Basically, if I drive 30 minutes south, I'm in Santa Cruz. If I drive 45 minutes north, I'm in uh, San Francisco. So that's basically where, uh, where I am, uh, right in the heart of Silicon Valley. I'm sure people are very familiar with Facebook, home of Facebook,
2: eBay, Apple. Um, you know, I, I, Apple is, uh, like three miles away from my house. So, I did go out to Florida
0: for a little bit for, for school, um, and baseball, uh, that didn't last too long because Florida is a really, really fun place, especially when you're an athlete and, uh, all of the business owners, business by clubs and bars and restaurants find out that you're an athlete, then things get handed to you. And, uh, yeah, I was spending more time out than I was at class. So, Hey, came back to California and, uh, started a family.
1: Nice. Um, what position do you play in baseball?
0: Uh, I'm a catcher. You're a catcher. Yeah.
1: Oh, crap, dude. Okay, well, get, we'll get look at that in a second. But uh, okay. So you're in you're in sales right now. Is that where you started, or is it like always done that, or because I know a lot of athletes do end up going to sales
0: because
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it's a very performance based, or did you try to do like the traditional job route, or what'd you do?
0: So when I, when I got home, like, hey, you know, if you're not getting school, get a job. Um, so I actually started out in pest control, uh, doing route, uh, <laughs> route work, honestly, just going out 15, 20 houses a day, spraying them down, you know, just mindless work. And it was pretty cool, it was fun, you know, made, made quite a bit of money. Um, then I realized that there was another side to that business and I went over to uh, the termite portion. So general pest is one thing where you just go out and spray chemicals all over the place and don't really care, you know, right? Your neighbor's dog's running up, spray him in the face, he runs away. Um, whereas termites actually, uh, you actually had to be a little bit more involved and more precise um, and is a completely different type of uh, integrated pest management. What I ended up doing from that is I became a property inspector, uh, certifying homes for real estate transactions, and that was something that I absolutely loved. I ended up um, helping two companies develop uh, to uh, to report on on the uh, the fines for the reports and certify them for real estate transactions. Um, I actually served on the um, uh, California Pest Board as in an advisory role for a little while. Um, and yeah, man, it was, it was a great industry. And then we all remember what happened in 2007, 2008, where my, um, over $160,000 salary jumped down to about 45 and, uh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't sustain myself in that, uh, in that industry any longer. Um, Especially, especially with my lifestyle or what, I, what I'd gotten used to, right? Um, it was a really hard, hard time, especially for a lot of people. Um, so what I ended up doing was I got completely out of the pest control field. And one of my best friends happened to be a district sales manager at Coca-Cola. And somebody that's going to be able to go out, I'm be able to trust them to do what they need to do to have a couple of regions, you know, recover from, you know, poor or mismanagement. So I ended up becoming a market development manager with Coca-Cola and um, did that for about three, four years, three or four years. Um, and, you know, I was able to to turn around two markets uh, Coca-Cola um, with their gross profit. And, and that was, I mean, that's, that's really where I, I started to started to shine and, and, and thought about becoming more of a more of a desk jockey slash manager because I mean I'd done done my share of routes I've crawled in how under houses in attics and all that stuff my body being an athlete was breaking down and you know the the noises that my my joints make would probably you know send shivers down your but, um yeah no and, and so I ended up actually, uh, you know, leaving Coca-Cola to help my buddy who just bought his business back, uh, as a, uh, creating shipping, um, and logistics project manager. Uh, so I ended up, you know, building uh, crates and packing a bunch of you know, equipment. Um, one of the, the most fun jobs and probably one of the, but, uh, I helped close down one of the la- the, actually, the largest, um, manufacturer and the only, Remaining active uh, solar manufacturer in the United States, Mission Solar out in San Antonio, Texas, actually ended up closing them down, packing up all their their machinery, uh, cleaning out their fab, um, and sending it all over to Turkey. Um, so that's uh, that was really my first uh, my first you know, introduction into the into the solar world, just really seeing how the process uh, happened. And then I I saw an ad and on, um, was it LinkedIn? I think it was LinkedIn. I saw an ad for, you know, solar sales. I'm like, hey, you know what? That sounds like it'd be awesome. And, you know, about a year and two months ago, I hooked up with Jonathan out in a massive hiring event in Walnut Creek. And um, here I am.
1: Dang. Okay. So I did pest control in Hawaii. So I'm going to ask you some questions. And I did both both the, like the spray and t- state side and like termite yeah. side.
0: Okay. So, bring it on.
1: So did on the termite side, that's where it gets fun, especially in California. Yeah. Oh, so did you just do like the ground or did you do like the fumigation stuff to the tent?
0: So, um, one of the things that I, I really started with, was in my termite, uh, business was, was the treatment. So I never did anything. branch one, branch one being fumigations. I did recommend fumigations, but the bulk of it is is with um, the natural side. Um, so a lot of orange oil, a lot of uh, plant-based materials, a lot of, you know, equal friendly materials. Uh, the reason that I chose to do that was because I, I really honestly got tired of having to come home and take a 45 minute shower to, you know, hold my, my son, my oldest son now, yeah. But you know what I mean it was like I had to get everything off me. there was no re- way that I wanted to transfer any type of uh, contact from any type of chemical or material to my kids so that's when I was like, you know what the natural way is the way to go um, and that and that's basically what I did so um, a lot of my a lot of my termite um, experience is in the natural field okay. but um, no yeah I, i've done it all man you 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 talk about any type of treatment for any type of pest I've,
2: what's like the
1: grossest or the, yeah what's the grossest like thing you've done in pest control or maybe top 2 you might have a couple
0: no i've got i've got my top top i have my my grossest and my creepiest okay okay, okay? so number 1 the absolute most unbelievably disgusting thing i have ever done in pest control is deal with bed bugs, dude. I'm telling you, one of the natural ways to treat bed bugs is to do a use a heat treatment. Where, wow. yeah. So what ends up happening is that all of the the interior of a room, you know, all the air gets heated up to I believe it's like 130 degrees,
2: um, and and what ends up happening is it drives bed bugs out. they like shrivel up and die ants
0: pop under a microscope but this house was so unbelievably infested with bed bugs that as soon as that 130 degree mark got was achieved i'm telling you man the the walls were just the floor was like i i swear it was the most disgusting thing i had ever witnessed and i'm just talking pop 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 it's I mean, you remember, you, did you ever see the opening scene of Men in Black, the original? Yeah. 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 That's basically what it, it it was. It was just guts and just disgustingness all over the place. Oh, I just want to throw up just thinking about it. It's this. it was, oh. And you know what? It was right around the corner from where I currently live.
2: Like, people were living in this house. Just, Oh, so that's
0: that's the most disgusting thing I've ever had to deal with, the creepiest thing. all the property inspector, obviously um, getting homes for certified for real estate uh, transactions, um, I was in a situation where I was, you know, doing an inspection, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, it says, okay, I'm going to, you know, take off. I'm going to be back in speaker is not working can you hear
1: me yeah it's muffled but you're good keep going
0: okay um so my um my client that i was doing the inspection for she said all right i'm i'm gonna be uh taking off for about uh 30 to 45 minutes i'll be back you know just wanted to let you know okay fantastic i hear the lady
2: leave i watch her drive off Nothing done on the exterior i'm up in the attic not a problem. Now it's time to go.
0: Okay. Not three, four minutes. I'm underneath this house, probably a good 100 to 150 yards away from the crawl space entrance. And I hear just running up and down the halls. What the hell? No dogs, no pets, no kids. So I stop. Two, three seconds later, just running back down the hall.
2: What the hell?
0: No one's home. All right, okay, you know, she must have, she you know, come back. Not a problem. So I get done with the inspection, and I come out of the crawl space. The house is completely empty, silent. What the heck's going on? I get out. And the lady pulls up into her driveway, and I say,
2: oh, did you, uh, did you forget something a little while ago since i left
0: i about peed my pants so i have no idea what was running above me in the hall while i was underneath the house and it was not my imagination because i don't scare easily huh
1: that's crazy huh yeah i did yeah the huh that's creepy we uh <laughs> i had a couple of my guys they found a they found a dead body on a on a spray once it was freaky. Um, it was like it, they were doing. We did a uh, treated an old folks home, and this guy had been dead for three days, and they thought it was a rat, so they're looking for the rat. They opened the door, and old man had died been there for three days.
2: <laughs> wow! All yeah.
0: right.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. I like. I think if everybody does like a year in pest control, like your your like level of like crazy just gets like
2: totally skewed <laughs> oh yeah dude. yeah absolutely
0: i see some weird stuff and i'm like that does not compare to this one time phew, i jumped down and i saw a herd of raccoons running toward my face i had nothing but a flashlight <laughs> yeah. yeah so
2: the
1: last question and i'll move on to something more right. interesting well for I I think Pesco's interesting. So you did you did the XT two thousand orange oil
0: stuff. Yep. I actually know the uh the um creator of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we I remember we did that. It was we started doing it in 2014, is when we started doing orange oil. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, that stuff like there's like a lot of people complain about inspections, but we had to do termite treatments in attics in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And it is like I've never sweat so much in my life. So like if so, so people know like if you're not in California or Hawaii or Florida or, or Texas, you don't really know about like drywood termites. Like so for drywood termites, they get up in the attic spaces and they get these really they get these really weird crawl spaces. And you gotta go up there. So what most like traditionally you do is you just put a big tent over the house, like literally a big tent, and you put like poisonous gas, sulfur fluoride, in and it just kills them all. Um, some people are like I don't want sulfuric fluoride in my house and so they're like they do this thing called orange oil so orange oil is literally like this condensed orange oil from oranges they, they make it in Tennessee it's like this anyway it kills bugs uh, it like literally melts their skin away and uh, then like for orange oil you have to literally go in and find out where the termites are drill into the wood soak the wood and kill all the termites and so you could do that in a rafter It's like 150 degrees up there and you're like just drilling and spraying, drilling and spraying all day. And it is like the worst, hottest job you could ever imagine. Oh, it sucks.
0: Yeah. Especially when that stuff gets under your glove and your pores have opened and not only is it melting away the exoskeleton of the termites, but it's melting away your freaking skin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't eat oranges still by the way. I Oh,
1: because just, orange just, oil?
0: Yeah. Completely detest oranges. Citrus just bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> so if you ever want to pull a prank, just send me a box of oranges. I'd be oh,
2: very, orange very oil.
0: unhappy with that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So that's I, didn't, I that's funny that we didn't like have that in common. So the test control thing. So, solar now. You're in solar. How like what's What's new with solar, this whole like COVID thing? Like how, how, how's that going for y'all?
0: You know, honestly, it, it's, it's a, it's a challenge, but it's, it's a, it's a good, good challenge. it's, it's a lot of um, athlete, and, and it's someone that's been in sales for pretty much his entire life. Um, any, any, I mean, any, some type of aspect of sales. Uh, the ability to learn how to do something in a new way is, is really, really awesome. It's really challenging. Um, And that's something that, you know, a lot of people can't say about their job. You know, a lot of people are just like, I go to to work,
2: I do the same thing, I
0: come home. Sales and especially solar sales, there are things that are changing all the time and adapting to situations is is really, really, really satisfying, especially when when you have those successes, right? Uh, You know, it used to be the thrill of knocking on the door, right? Are you going to let me in? Are you going to let me in? am I going to get to talk to you now? It's all right. Are Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Jones going to sit with me over, over a webinar? Are they, are they going to be able to have a conversation? Are we going to be able to establish a relationship, you know, or, or online? And it, it's really uh, it's really an awesome rewarding um, and challenging time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely challenging. It's really rewarding too. Like we're, we're done. So like what's your for people that are listening right now, what's like your number one advice to be successful in a dynamic environment? Because I think you have a lot of experience in terms of like you've done a lot of different jobs and found success in all of them. Like what's one key pattern you've noticed throughout all of that to, to zero in on that success?
0: So I, I think I think honestly the the key right now is to not rest on your laurels. You know how how easy it is for me to get up at 10 30 in the afternoon and go out meander cook breakfast you know play with my
2: kids um you know go browse facebook take a look at what's what's
0: updating um talk to my friends you know cook all the time but it's really it's really the the key thing is to understand that not only do I still have a a job to do, but I also have people that are depending on me, not just my family, but you know, my neighbors, um, who I actually just did a proposal for, um, earlier this, this, uh, this morning, they're in a situation to where their income has drastically reduced, but, um, you know, they, they need to, they need to save and and money. And I'm, I'm the, the conduit in which they can achieve that goal. Um, so it's really, it's really knowing that, you know, not only are you responsible for what you're doing now, but you also have a responsibility to your immediate
2: community to help out. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, I think, I think that's, what I've noticed with a lot of people
1: right now is before they relied on other sources to generate leads. And now it's like, Oh shoot. Now I should start out. Like people in my immediate circle have needs for what I'm doing and I can actually provide a way for them to help save money. And so people, it's interesting because some, some products, I saw this article by the New York times about like different purchasing products that are like through the roof, people are purchasing like toilet paper and some that are like way down and i think solar i don't think it's way up there but it is like picking up speed. Uh, i think people are buying it more just because they understand like oh shoot i got to save money. This a way for me to save money. I need to look i i, I should look
2: into it.
0: Yeah. And and honestly one of the the best res- responses that i've received is you know i've called my friends who have i've i've talked to them about solar before. I said, "Hey, you know what? I'd like to Pay your energy for the next year, just because I understand that you guys, that everyone has this uh, this hardship and this financial hardship. Let me help you. Let me help you take this burden off of you. And that's something that I I found that that's been really really helpful.
1: Yeah, love it. John Jonathan was just calling me. It's kind of funny. Um, I was like, I got. I'm on. I'm online right now. I can't talk. Um, okay, so let's do this because it start. I try to keep these within thirty minutes because after like thirty minutes, people like. Their attention drops because we're like, well, like goldfish have like a 13 second focus and people have like eight seconds. So,
2: That's, have we been rapid, talking 30 minutes?
1: Questions? I got a jar of mayonnaise. I'm going to take a, oh, this, I'm going to throw up, dude. I hate mayonnaise. Uh, I had um, may, I had rotten mayonnaise once in Korea. I got food poisoning ever since then. Like, yeah, mayonnaise is freaking hot. No. Oh, so you got your chalupa or chululu, right? So I always
2: say chalupa sauce. I don't know. How's how's this con- Yeah,
0: dude, I'd love a chalupa right now, but Taco Bell doesn't make them anymore.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, that face is worth it. All right, so what are we doing?
1: I I can do it a spoonful. I got a spoon right there. That's about a tablespoon of. Oh, I got I got a, I got to make sure my water's here. I do not want to do this. I'm gonna bark, dude. (laughs) Girls, I don't know why I like put myself to this. Probably because it's like funny and I get more people to watch, but like, okay. We'll do a count of three. One, two, three. The taste isn't bad. The
2: texture, though, the texture (laughs) is bad. Oh that's limey oh man oh with a chaser
0: <laughs>
1: dude i'm a texture person man i'm a texture person all the way oh man and bad texture kills me okay i got some rapid fire questions while you're while i'm enduring through that what's the grossest thing you've ever eaten
0: the grossest thing I've ever eaten. Um, does my youth count? <laughs> Probably my own boogers. I don't know. Um, honestly, the wor- the grossest thing I've ever eaten. I mean, snails, but I really liked them.
2: Okay.
1: Like raw snails, or like escargot? I
0: know, like, like escargot, like cooked snails. No, that's, I don't really know. Can't.
1: that's not. That's
2: like normal. That's it. Dude, you need some like- raw mussels. Raw, like big old muscles. I mean- I've one. had I've had brains cabeza and I okay okay
1: um what's your what's your I, that was like I that's usually not when I ask so I was like thinking of gross mayonnaise that I just threw down so I was thinking what's the grossest food he's eating um what's your favorite color green green okay what's your no. favorite breakfast food
0: um I don't like breakfast. What? I don't like breakfast. How do you like uh, breakfast? That's like my favorite meal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I I eat constantly throughout the day, so I guess I've never really just like Man, I I don't ever really crave waffles or pancakes or anything like that. I guess the most breakfasty thing that I like would be a uh, hash benedict.
1: Really, dude. I like This morning I got up and I made like massive rise, like biscuits and like honey and like did like deviled eggs, like every morning.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, sorry, man. I I don't, I don't, I probably don't even have any meals or anything to eat before 11 o'clock.
1: Really? Are your kids like that too or just you? No,
0: they, they eat. eat.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. My my wife's like that too. She doesn't eat anything until like eleven thirty noon. She's the same way. Okay. Um, Marvel or DC Comics? Marvel,
0: Marvel all day, every day. DC is ridiculous. If you don't, if you like DC, we might as well just cut this short.
1: Last two interviews I did, they like DC.
0: Um,
1: um, which ones? Your which one or who's your favorite superhero and why? Spider Man. Spider Man. Why?
0: Um, always gravitated towards, uh, you know, him being a, him being an orphan.
2: The his origin story has always been um, fantastic. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we, uh, Channel
0: Two uh, animated series, the Amazing or U- Amazing Spider Man, not Ultimate, but uh, Amazing Spider Man. It's on every day. Um, I it was my first uh, experience with the the Spider Verse, uh, the Multiverse um you know with different things happening doppelganger ben riley uh miles uh, miles morales um, so
2: nice
1: so there's always a saying that that the villain makes the hero who is who's the villain for spider-man because spider-man has like a lot there's not just i don't think there's not just one so that's what i like about spider-man is because there's there's like like Luke's is Darth Vader, like Batman is Lex, or not Lex Luthor, it's um, Joker. Like there's always that prime villain, but who's the, like, who would you say like is the worst villain for Spider-Man?
0: Um, just based on compatibility and rivalry, I would probably say Venom, and that's only because of the similarities. Um, the great, The greatest thing about Spider-Man is that he doesn't have one villain right kingpin obviously translates over to daredevil over to basically any and every other marvel blade um that's not blade but um luke cage basically any other marvel character that's set in in new york has to deal with kingpin hobgoblin green goblin yeah okay they're, they're fine but um i mean nobody really has you know, the Spider-Man number besides Venom, honestly, and that's just the immunity to the Spidey sense, the ability to uh, uh, emulate and basically replicate everything that Spidey can do.
1: Nice. Love it. Love it. Okay, who looks better in at wrestling, Matt,
2: or wrestling singlet, you or your boss? Oh, I'll say who, who looks better. I thought you said who looks better in a
0: dress. I was like, okay, who looks better in a wrestling singlet, me or my boss? I really hope Mike is watching, but definitely me. I am sexy and I know it. Who wins the match? Uh, Considering that he just got into a pretty interesting car accident, I would win the match. I'd I'd win it. Actually, you know what? He's he's a lot nicer than I am, so I would win it for sure. (laughs) i'm kind of i'm kind of a jerk he's he's more he's more like hey bro like relax (laughs)
1: um what's what books made the biggest difference in your life
0: the power of one my favorite book in the entire world bryce courtney it is a about um that uh learns how to box and how to um um basically change his plan or his plan of attack or his um his whole just concept of what he's doing and adjust on the fly this is an amazing book i love i love it it's it's so hard to find
1: hmm, i like that yeah i'm going through four hour work for work work week re- i can't say that work week right now it's really
0: good uh okay.
1: one. I'll look it up what was your favorite vacation you ever went on? And then where's the vacation you want to go on?
0: (sighs) Most favorite vacation. Ooh. I mean, I guess my two months in college would be considered my most fun vacation. (laughs) I'd say (laughs) not, not according to my mom, considering she came to pick me up on her birthday. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm such a, I'm weird and I don't, I don't really think I I'm looking forward to anything other than, you know, traveling for any Anytime I I get to travel and play out of state um, or a coach out of state is, is fantastic. Um, we were, I was supposed to go to the college world series uh, tournament this year with my, with my boys, but um Obviously, that's not happening. Um, so I guess the the one that I have to look forward to would be our Vegas tournament at the end of the year.
1: <clears throat> Baseball? Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's nice. That's fun. That you like you, you enjoy the travel with your kids doing the sports. Like that's like that's purpose
2: oriented. I like that. Um, what's the fastest you ever driven a land vehicle? I played the fifth. <laughs> especially if there's anybody from california Highway patrol watching
0: i'd do the fifth okay um yeah uh, the,
2: the
1: scariest thing you've done recently
0: <laughs> oh she's not listening okay good uh the scariest thing that i've done recently oh <laughs> i don't think I've, i did but it happened to me um I actually got hit by a car two days ago, three days ago. What? Yeah.
1: I didn't know that.
0: That's nah, all right. That was, um, we have, we have a bunch of interesting people that drive up and down our street. And uh, I was crossing, crossing, our uh, crosswalk right from my house. And apparently wasn't crossing fast enough for this uh, elderly gentleman. So he like, he floored it and clipped me on the, on the right side. So that's, that was the most scary thing. Dude, that's
1: freaky, man. That was the
0: scariest thing that uh, before.
1: Dang, dang. Crazy. It's
0: okay,
1: right. La- last one. Um, wisdom not the first wisdom you wish more people followed. Wisdom you wish more people follow.
0: Wisdom, I wish... <laughs> oh, gosh. So many. So many. Um, trust the process. That goes through everything, honestly. Professionally, um, you know, personally with the family life, like trust the process. Trust that there's that people are working towards a plan to help you, that to to guide you in the right way. Especially with my my kids, uh, my my athletes that I that I coach. Um, Man, I can't stand these baseball moms. They're like, but my son hasn't thrown three
2: thousand times today, lady. Let him be a kid. Relax.
1: Nice. Cool. Well, Rob, it's been a fun journey. Every time I do these interviews, I never expect like where they go. Like we're talking about like pest control, right? Like Cholulu and mayonnaise. But like, I think like the randomness makes it fun and, uh, gives us something to chat about and for people to know who you are and, uh, gives you like people in a different like side of you. So I appreciate you jumping on any, any last words of wisdom you want to give or any shout outs?
0: Um, no, I, I really appreciate, uh, you actually taking an interest in who I actually am. So, um, the only thing that I would want to say is, Hey, I'm looking for salespeople. You want to sell something you want to make some money, um, during these times, just, uh, have Cody, uh, give you my information and see if you can join our family.
2: So,
1: so Robert Malone, you can look him up. Um, when he defines salespeople, He's specifically talking about solar and uh, is there any ideal candidate that you're specifically looking for? Like who, like who does well in what you're looking for?
0: You know what? I'm the type of person and the type of uh, type of manager that is going to be there to support you, but I'm not there to hold your hand. Um, I need somebody that's going to be self-reliant I need people that are, are going to be able to understand that they're here for a goal and, and that we all have this same goal and be able to work towards it um, you know people that are self-motivated is really really what I want and and I, I believe that there are, are many many quality people out there that deserve this opportunity so
1: cool so well I just saw that the unemployment rate is at 13 14 percent which is the highest it's been since the great depression. That's almost a hundred years ago. So I think there will be people listening to this and say, Hey, I'm interested. Um, my income streams out of what you, need or I don't have a job anymore. So, Hey, Robert, tell me, tell me what the expectations are. Tell me what it's like. So if, if that's something you are interested, to, interested in, and there's great potential, like it's very, very possible. And I would say easy or straightforward. I want to say easy. You still have to work hard. It's a very yeah. straightforward way to six figures. You do have to work your freaking butt off, but it's a straightforward way to six figures. So if that's something you're interested in, hit Robert up. Appreciate it, man. And uh, enjoy, enjoy the evening with your family.
0: Awesome. Hey, thank you very much for the time. And uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you.